gentlemen, welcome back. We continue over here in Derech Hashem in the fourth section, coming to you live from the Summerton Community Kailo, Summerton, Philadelphia. And it's a beautiful Thursday morning. Beautiful Thursday morning. Our first Thursday morning of Wintersman, and our second morning of Derech Hashem, going further in Derech Hashem. So we are up to Simon Gimel. Okay, we're in the fourth section, Chelek Revi, first Perik, Perik Aleph, and Simon Gimel. That's Dalit Aleph Gimel, and as we discussed and explained yesterday, the fourth section of the Sefer is about Avoida, the topic of Avoida, but Avoida on the topic of serving Hashem, and it's about bringing things home, coming full circle after the universe has been created, after we're down here, and Hashem reaches out to us, how we can reach back out to Hashem, how we bring ourselves, the world, and everything else back to the Rebbein Shalom, and the Ramchal told us yesterday, he started breaking things down. In his inimitable, inimitable style, between categories and subcategories, we may even yet find sub-subcategories. All mitzvahs, he said, can be broken down into one of two basic categories. There's Torah and there's mitzvahs. There's learning and there's doing. And within doing, within the mitzvahs, there's four subcategories of mitzvahs. That was daily, seasonal, um... That was constant, daily, seasonal, and situational. And now we continue on that. And the Ramchal just gives us a, again a quick expansion uh, of, of the of the bullet points. He gives us a quick idea of what these four categories of mitzvahs look like. Some brief examples. Gimel. Hatmidi. So Ramchal gives a brief elaboration. Constant mitzvahs. What are constant mitzvahs? Humasha Yechuyev Boy Ha'adam Tamid. Are obligations that we have constantly, as, you know, constants would seem to suggest. Obligations and mitzvahs that are incumbent upon us that we can never say that there's a point that now I don't have to do this. Now I'm not obligated to this. And in, in this now I'm not responsible for this practice. No, there's, these are, there's a select group of mitzvahs that you can never say are not binding, are not pertinent. Kagoin, for example, Ramchal gives us two examples. Avaz Hashem love of God and fear of God. There's a mitzvah to love the Rebbeinu Shem v'Avta Hashem Lekecha. There's a mitzvah of Yira Es Hashem Lekecha Tira. There's a mitzvah to love God. There's a mitzvah to fear God, and there are never any circumstances, time, place, or person where a yid can say, "Right now, I'm not chayiv in loving God. Right now, I'm not chayiv in fearing God," uh, which is super abilating, but also, you know. Um, A super opportune idea. This is a tremendous opportunity. There's every millisecond of a person's life, you have the opportunity to do these mitzvahs, and there's a few other mitzvahs in, the, in this group. The mitzvah of loving God, the mitzvah of fearing God, yes, regardless of the setting, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the person, the time, or the place, you have an ability, an ability, and an opportunity to do a mitzvah loving Hashem and fearing Hashem. Doesn't require an item, doesn't require an object. You can even do while you're in your pajamas, Rabbi Yisai. Yes, you don't even have to be dressed in your pajamas. You can have the love of Hashem and fear of Hashem. Good. So those are constant mitzvahs. Constant mitzvahs that are not dependent on anything. I can always do them, and there's never a, a time and a place where I can say I'm not obligated in it right now. Hayoimi, what are daily mitzvahs? In your sleep, you're a shaita. A person, when he's asleep, he's, he's like a, a, a piece of wood. He's like a, a log. You're not chayv in anything when you're asleep. You have the status of uh, someone who is not a dead person, slightly in between a dead person and a live conscious person. You're a shaita. Call you would call you someone who doesn't have any das right now. You're not chayv in anything when you're asleep. We discussed the sukkah's time. We discussed uh, 
fasting halachic topic about uh, someone falls asleep in your sukkah, goes to sleep in your sukkah, and now there's not enough room for you. Are you allowed to drag his mattress out when he's asleep, right? Rav Shlomo Zaman says you could, because he's not doing any mitzvahs right now. You're not thwarting his performance of the mitzvah, sleeping in the sukkah when you take him out, because he's currently asleep. But I'm not getting into that right now. We're not allowed to ask questions on that. <laughs> Go, Vaiter. Vaiter. Um, oh, good. So those are... Those are, I know my customers over here. So those, those, are, uh, those are the constant mitzvahs. Daily mitzvahs. Hayyami, what are daily mitzvahs? Mitzvahs that you're obligated in every single day. Every single day, these mitzvahs cycle and recycle and address me once again. In the times of Beis HaMikdash, what were daily mitzvahs, the daily karbanas that we had to bring, right? The, the carbon tamid, which had to be brought like clockwork twice a day. That's a daily mitzvah. Nowadays, we have davening, tefillahs, the Kriya Shema. Davening that we have to do three times a day. Shema that we have to do twice a day. That's like clockwork, part of the daily cycle. Comes day in, day out. Okay? Hasmani. Seasonal-based mitzvahs. Seasonal mitzvahs. Not daily, not constant, but they come around based on the season. Ma'ashi yechu yivboi bizmanim yiduim. Mitzvahs that are, I, I'm obligated in, in certain times, certain seasons, certain times of the year. Kegoin, Shabbos is Shabbos, we mentioned this yesterday. Shabbos is a seasonal type mitzvah, only once a week, it's definitely not daily. Um, the holidays, those are seasonal mitzvahs, things that you can only do certain times of the year. Now, before we go on, this is, a, and I wouldn't call this a question, I wouldn't call it a, a, um, a difficulty. I would call it either a half question or an observation, what we call a ha'ara. The Ramchal is grabbing examples over here to show us examples of um, of all the different categories. He obviously can't give us all the examples of every single category because that would total it's a 613 misses. All misses fall under one of these four categories, um, either constant, daily, seasonal, or situational. So you can't afford to give us every single mitzvah under every single category, right? He just wants to give us examples. So that's why what we're about to discuss is not really a question, but it's more of an observation. But at the same time, we would think, you know, the Ramchal is going to give us, you know, very relevant, very pertinent examples for each category, something that I can immediately connect with and every Jew relates to immediately. So for the concept of mitzvahs, he gives us love and fear. That, that, that's good because those are immediate. Those, those, you don't have to start getting into Torah. You don't start getting into Psukim. You have to start getting into things that maybe we don't always, you know, oh, oh I, I, didn't, I never realized that this was a concept mitzvah. You know, we don't have to get into that. Love and fear, that, that's very basic. That's very approachable. When he talks about daily mitzvahs, the examples he throws out, he says in the, in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, we have Karbanas. And nowadays, we have Davening and Kriya Shema. Kriya Shema. It's just a little interesting that, you know, there's, there's other things we do on a daily basis um, that he omitted that could have been thrown out very simply. You know, things that we bump into every single morning, such as Tefillin, Tzitzis, are omitted over here. And again, I'm not asking a question, because if I would ask this as a question, everyone would say, well, what do you mean? He can't give you all of them. He just has to give you a couple for each one. So the first two is davening and, and, and shema. Davening, I guess the parallels carbon is shema, the shema. Um, but if we're going to take it a little bit 
into the, you know observation land, something that we can just discuss. I, I, I want to speak something out now because I think we will find this perhaps maybe even vindicated as we go on to the next parak and prakam yet to come in the fourth section, that it, it could be that by design the Ramchal leaves out Tefillin and Sitzes from this list of the examples, rather from the giving us, this, suggesting these ex- as examples of daily mitzvahs, because they might not be daily mitzvahs. Tefillin and Sitzes might not be daily mitzvahs. Um, in, in the sense of the Ramchal's daily mitzvahs. Now, everyone wants to know they're not daily mitzvahs, but every, 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 every day you have to put on Tefillin every day I have to put on tzitzis. So let's address them one at a time. Tzitzis, you can't really call a daily mitzvah because tzitzis, technically speaking, tzitzis is not an obligation. Not chayv to wear tzitzis. We are all noig to wear tzitzis for sure. By davening, we put on the talus, and a good Jew tries to have a talus cut on under his shirt. You get automatic mitzvahs. You get mitzvahs all day long when you're wearing tzitzis under your shirt. You know, whether you have the strings out, don't have the strings out, that's not really part of the mitzvah. That's, 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 uh, uh Maybe, maybe, maybe Mugin Avram, maybe, maybe, but you definitely get the mitzvah whether they're, they're tucked in or hanging loose. Um, so we go out of our way. The Gemara says that it's, it's, it's a good idea. It's recommendable to do tzitzis every day. The Gemara says this already, very highly recommendable. But it's not obligatory. So that would be why Ramchal leaves tzitzis out. He was talking about things that are obligations over here. Avoido. Tzvillin, but what about tzvillin? Tzvillin, a yid has, a, has an obligation to put, put tzvillin on every single day. You do have a chiv to put tefillin on every single day. Yeah, but Shabbos and Yontav, you don't put it on. Okay, good, nice. So it's not every day because it's six days a week plus... Yom. Very good, okay, very good, very good. Um, so stands on to something over here. Stands on to something very big. Stands on to something very big. Stan is pointing out that Shabbos and Yontav, we don't put on tefillin. And maybe even chalmite we don't put on tefillin. Right? You put on tefillin chalmite? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if, if dad puts on tefillin, you put on tefillin. Just without the bracha. Just without the bracha. Good, that's right. Good for you. And you take it off after Kedusha. Before Hallow. Before Hallow, yeah. Okay, good for you. Good for you. Um... Stan's pointing out something interesting. We don't, we, 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 the one hand, we immediately relate to something else. Yeah, we do that part of our daily grind. We wake up, come to Shul, find Tefillin, the Talus, Shema, Shema Esrei, you take off the Tefillin. So it seems like a daily, a daily mitzvah, but, but we don't do it every day of the week. We don't do it Shabbos, we don't do it Yom Tif. So maybe it's a seasonal mitzvah. And Rechal says a seasonal mitzvah, that's his third category, mitzvahs that we don't do every day, we do certain times. So maybe we look at tefillin as like a Monday through Friday mitzvah, not a daily mitzvah. Shabbos is a seasonal mitzvah because it comes once a week. Tefillin is a seasonal mitzvah because it only comes six-sevenths of the week. Stan is, is in fact, onto something. And, and there's, there's a little bit of a gray, murkish area over here. Um, we would, again, be inclined to say that tefillin is part of our daily grind because it's part of our daily schedule. It's part of what we do every single day. And the reason we would even... Reinforce that argument is because we don't wear tefillin at night. Even we don't wear tefillin at night, so it seems to be a daily kind of part of our daily routine. Tefillin are there during the day. We don't wear tefillin at night, and there's there's yidin that wear tefillin all day long in the old city. Nighttime comes. Gedolei Ador used to wear tefillin all day long. Nighttime comes, we take it off. So again, maybe this is like davening, like Shema that I do it every day when the day cycles. I put on tefillin as part of the daily cycle. 
The Ramchal leaves it off of the list, and again, Pashtas, and perhaps, and very likely, by design, not, by, not just because he didn't feel interested in giving me all the examples, as we will see that um, the division between the second category and the third category, daily mitzvahs and seasonal mitzvahs, is indeed not necessarily dependent on the Talmudic constraints of and time-band positive and non-time-band positive. That's not necessarily the divine line between category two and category three. But category two is all about things that I do on a daily basis, part of my daily cycle, part of my daily routine. Tefillin, technically speaking, are not really mitzvahs that are part of a daily routine. Not part of a daily routine. For two reasons. One, there are days that I don't put on tefillin, as Stan's pointing out. So tefillin are really more seasonal than daily. If it's something, daily, a daily category two, daily mitzvahs, yoimi means whatever day of the week, whatever season, whatever time of the year, whatever's going on outside, inside, I have to do this every single day. Because there's such something called a daily cycle. The day repeats itself, tag tagloch, day in, day out. And there's mitzvahs that Hashem gives me as part of cycling through the day on a daily basis. That's Shema, that's davening, that's maybe other things that we'll find. Tefillin doesn't fit into that category because there are days that I don't wear tefillin. So you see on Shabbos we can go through a daily cycle with that tefillin. On Yom Tov we can go through a daily cycle with that tefillin. Tefillin is not part of the daily cycle of mitzvahs, but more so, going even beyond that, the reason we don't wear tefillin at night is not because tefillin are not obligatory at night. Really from a Torah perspective, you should be wearing tefillin at night. From the Torah's perspective, we should be wearing tefillin 24-6. We should be wearing tefillin all, all day and all night. There's nothing on a, a, a level of a, um, a biblical, scriptural perspective that tells us not to wear tefillin at night. The only reason we don't wear tefillin at night is because we had this uh, sukkahzman. This is a mesecha sukkah. The Gemara says you can't wear tefillin at night because we're afraid you're going to fall asleep and you're, and you're going you're gonna to pass gas wearing your tefillin. And you're not allowed to do that when you're wearing tefillin. That's what we're afraid is going to happen. You can't wear tefillin when you're sleeping because you don't keep yourself in a state of bodily purity that, uh, that tefillin requires. So that's why you don't wear tefillin at night. But really, midaraisa, you should be wearing tefillin during the day and by night. There's no, there's no um, concept on a Torah level of dividing between daytime and nighttime inherently when it comes to the midst of tefillin. So tefillin are not something that are incorporated into the daily cycle and recycle. And we'll see that concept is going to come up quite heavily as we move forward in this section, that there's a, a notion in how the world works, that there's a cycle, a daily cycle. Every 24 hours, we cycle and recycle through the, the basics of creation. And there's mitzvahs that accompany that cycling and recycling. Tefillin are not really part of that, are not part of that mitzvah. Tefillin are not, are not dependent in the daily cycle. Um, tefillin are really there around the clock, and, and are, there are days that I don't wear tefillin, okay? So th there is certainly a reason why tefillin would have been left off the list. Let's continue. So it would be sort of like the semi what? Like the semi yeah, either close, closer to semi-constant, perhaps closer to semi-constant, yes, correct, Wouldn't correct, it? correct, yes, yes, yes. One of the yes. categories I have, uh, maybe you call but it differently, it's just contingent. The fourth category is contingent. Situational. Situational. Wouldn't it be a situational? 
because A, you need no. to have the tefillin with you. That's number one. Or be around to fill in to be able to... Yeah, but situational means you have to wait for the circumstances to come together no no matter what I'm in possession of. Like, I can have the lulav and esrig, that's okay, but I can't shake it today because it's not so good. Situational means it's dependent on situations and circumstances that I'm not in control of. Okay, so the same thing you could say about we don't put tefillin on shakr, I mean on mara, mm-hmm. on mincha, the only you should put on shakr, so you, situation, you have to wait for shakr, so the morning. Well, you, you really should be wearing tefillin all day long. But we don't Again, we're, right, but, but we're looking at things, this is Hashem, from Hashem's perspective, from the Torah's, Torah's outlook, Torah outlook is tefillin are things that you should be wearing all day long. So why don't we? That's a separate question, but before you ask this question, before I even address this, do you understand the answer? I understand the answer. So you're going this way, but let's first still go this way. You now you want to go through. I, I appreciate your thirst. I understand. You want to know regal achas. You want to show regal achas. Why is it that we, in practical practice, don't wear tefillin all day? That's a good question, but but that, that's not going to help us understand this right now. What's going to help us understand this is again, we're looking at tefillin from a like a a a, a, a perspective before Armin Hagim, before Shulchan Aruch. Do you understand what I'm saying? Questions after class, got it. No, but do you understand? I'm 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 breaking your question down to understand to, so, to help us understand. understand. Your question is located over here, not not over here, right? What? Yeah, yeah. That, this question goes together with Stan's question. So our personal practices have to be understood. Right. Good. Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, Reb Moshe, you do. You do. But again, we have to divide between the way tefillin look from Hashem's perspective, and after that comes down to our practices. That, that we're, we're, we have to understand the mitzvah tefillin from Hashem's perspective. From Hashem's perspective, you should be wearing tefillin during the day and at night when you're up, right? Okay, that's what tefillin look like. That's what tefillin look like. I saw an Israeli yeshiva where they were in the old city all, all, all day long. Yes, yes, yes. There are good Jews who do this who still wear tefillin all day long. Good stalwart Jews. Let's go on. Yeah, so Hazmani, that's what we just said. Mashi Yichuvay b'zmanim yaduim kegoyin Shabbosas v'yam tovim hamikri situational mitzvahs. Mashi Yichuvay boy lefi mashi yagiu loyimin hamikrim situational mitzvahs are mitzvahs that are dependent in circumstances, not just items but circumstances. So tefillin is not situational because as long as I have a pair of tefillin, put them on right now. Tzitzis are not situational. You have a pair of tzitzis, put it on right now. Lulav and Esrik, that's situational. And he gives us other examples. Let's see his examples. Kugain Chalo. Chalo that we had this morning. And Psachim, you see this? We're connecting the mor- this morning's Psachim. We had a whole shir this morning. And Afrosh Chalo. And Psachim. And that connects with Derech Hashem today. Taking off Chalo, that's situational. Umaiser. Pidjan Aben Vechayoytze. Taking off Maiser. Taking off uh, 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 redeeming your firstborn son. Vechayoytze. Those are situational mitzvahs that you can't always do just just because you feel like it. Um, they're dependent on circumstances. In every one of these mitzvahs, we find commandments, we find uh, uh, prohibitions, positive and negative. Those are the positive and the negative commandments. Which represent two basic attitudes, two basic movements and directives in the life of a, of, of a Jew. And that is sur meira, avoid evil, va'asei toiv, and do good. Avoid, avoid the bad and do the good. The Ramchal is saying quite a lot with those four words. And he's going to elaborate on this in the next paragraph. All negative commandments, all prohibitions, are essentially 
Hashem telling us to avoid things that are not good for us. What a beautiful idea. Avoid something that's not good for you. This is not good for you. Again, we'll see more of this tomorrow. Um, it's never a bad Hashem saying, no, 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 no. You know, like the two-year-old, to the two-year-old, life is about a lot of notes, right? Tons and tons of no. Don't do this. Don't do that. What? Your dog. Your dog. Yeah. So, uh, so your two-year-old life is about a lot, just lots of things that he can't do. And and what's his understanding of all these things that he can't do? The two-year-old. What's his understanding? I'll tell you what his understanding is because I hear this all the time from my two-year-old. You're so mean. You're so mean. You're so mean. You're so mean. Yeah, and your two-year-old says that. What do you do when your two-year-old says that? Oh, no. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's right. You smile and you chuckle and you say, yes, I know. It's hard to, it's, it's hard to deal with the frustrations. Let's talk about your frustrations. Let's talk about your feelings. That's what you tell your two-year-old. So, um, so, so, but that's, you know, my, my two-year-old who just became a three-year-old. Thank you. What? No, he hasn't, he hasn't done that one yet. No. Yes, he did. You didn't say that. You just, you just called him. You just called him. <laughs> anyway, so they tell you're so mean. You're so mean. Um, because a two year old only understands that he's just being told he can't do things. He doesn't hap that it's really in his best interest. So there are such a beautiful idea. Surah Meira, all negative commandments are all Surah Meira. The is saying, avoid this, not good for you. Yidlach, it's not good for you. Mitzvahs, mitzvahs aren't, aren't, aren't anchors, albatrosses that are hanging around our necks, things that are weighing us down. Ugh, I gotta, yeah, I would love to go party now, but I gotta dive in my roof, right? I'd love to go out all afternoon, but uh, I'm gonna have to find a mincha somewhere, so uh, I guess I can't. Asay toiv, we're doing amazing, wonderful, beautiful things. That's what he wraps up this paragraph with, but again, he's like, leaves it dangling, he's going to continue with this tomorrow. And thusly, we will also leave things dangling, and we will continue with this tomorrow. And when we move on to paragraph dial, it is, uh, it's contagious, it's thusly, it feels thusly. The came up yesterday, it's contagious, it's catching. Okay, thank you all for joining, everyone should be gebenched, and have a wonderful day. And uh, we should have a lot of siyat deshmaya and having patience to deal with all of our three-year-olds and our 30-year-olds too. Everyone should be well.